What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number 42 of the Drop a Puck Podcast. My name is Justin. Alongside me, as always, is Pedro. Pedro, how are you doing on this rainy, rainy, rainy Tuesday? Looking gloomy out there, but not not in the hockey world. Not in the hockey world. Um, once again, apologies if you hear any dogs, anyone walking up and down stairs. Uh, we are still not in my basement. Uh, it still has work to be done, so we are currently in my living room once again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, without any further ado, let's drop the puck and let's get right into it. Um Pedro, let's start off with the the season is finally over. We have yep. a champion. The Blues. The Blues are St. Louis Blues. Are the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Uh congratulations to them. Uh congratulations to the city of St. Louis. Uh what'd you think of game seven? Were you able to watch it? Yeah, I thought I thought I thought Boston dominated the first period. No doubt about it. Um, I also think they dominated the second period. Quite frankly, I almost think they dominated the third period. Uh, but St. Louis went there four times, scored four times, and ultimately won won the cup. So good for the Blues. Uh, they battled hard. Uh, being last place January 3rd to ultimately winning the cup is – hard work pays off for it's sure. Unreal, dude. Yep. Last okay. place almost like on the verge of trading like Tarasenko and just blowing it all up. To Stanley Cup champions, that is absurd to me. Yeah, uh, congratulations to them, though. Uh, you think it's safe to say um, interim coach Berube is gonna, you know, finally become head coach? I would hope so. That'd be sad <laughs> if he didn't. <laughs> Dude, it, it, was so, it, it was so funny that they kept saying interim coach, interim coach, interim coach. Like, yeah, he is an interim coach right now, I guess, but. Still waiting for that yeah, contract. He, he Let them celebrate. Let them enjoy. That would be interesting, though. That would be two years in a row where the head coach or interim head coach didn't return. Because we had Barry Trotz end up heading over to uh, the Islanders last year. I, I would think he would. Uh, he'll be back. Yeah, I think so. I would hope I, so. Yeah, he. I mean, coach great. There's no way. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to like I said, the city of St. Louis. Congratulations! Play glory all you want, glory, not country roads, because still don't understand that. Glory, all right. Um, let's move off the Blues and off of the past season, pretty much, because we are officially into the off season. Uh, we have the draft coming up on Friday. We, you know, we're in we're in full off season mode now. Uh, July 1st is coming. You know, that's, you know, big free agent day. And then it's just off and running until September where, you know, if the preseason comes along and then all the teams, you know, start playing the preseason games. I'm looking forward to training camp too, just to see how, you know, for the Rangers in particular, like to see how the play, like, you know, the kids actually play. I'm looking forward to, what is it, Traverse City? Yeah. Uh, where they have the... The, the youth tournament, the prospect tournament. I think the Rangers could do very well this year. They should do very well. Um, but let's move on to the recent trades and signings. Um, 
so Anah- Anaheim officially has a coach. Yeah, Dallas Aikens. So Aikens has agreed to a – I don't know the years – uh, but Ickens has agreed to become the new head coach of the Anaheim Ducks, which is good for him. Um, it took a lot longer than I expected, though. I, he, was always, he was always considered the front-runner for it, I, especially being the coach of their AHL team. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long for the Ducks to make it official. Um, and I'm assuming they had other other personnel in contention for the spot, um, but ultimately Dallas Eakins gets the job and hopefully can bring a new culture to Anaheim and back to the winning culture as well. So, sorry. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Um, so, yes. So Dallas Eakins is officially the head coach of Anaheim. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's just like a list of, you know, moves that have occurred within the past few days, but I don't see see that i can get one up for you so while you're doing that mm-hmm. let's uh the biggest uh, well i wouldn't say the biggest because there were two pretty big uh moves that happened within the past few days um the sharks are putting all of their eggs and marbles in the eric carlson basket now as a ranger fan i you know i th- from what i'm told the rangers we're looking forward to offering Eric Carlson a nice contract. But I don't think it would be that hefty. Yes, this is hefty. I mean, the Rangers wouldn't even be able to go eight years, you know. Um, but the the Sharks ended up sending Carlson an eight-year deal with, what, 11.5? Yep, worth $92 million. Do we know if there's a no trade in there? I'm sure there is, I'm right? I so. Didn't really read too much into the, into the contract. I just was mind-boggled that. San Jose even can afford this contract, and it goes back to today, what they did today in their trade with, with Philadelphia. They sent uh, Justin Braun to the Flyers in exchange for a second round and a third round pick. Uh, the second round pick is this season. round pick is for 2020. So that Braun move has to be them clearing cap. For sure. I mean, uh, don't forget. They, they know he's not coming back. Yeah, don't forget they still have Joe Pavelski. That they have to re-sign, yes. correct? Um, and <laughs> let's go to cap friendly real quick. By the looks of it, I mean, you know, it would be interesting to see Pavelski in a Colorado jersey. Interesting. Uh, I think it would be in a. I think that's a great spot for a guy who's in his mid thirties. So they young have young guys. So unrestricted free agents. Well, restricted Kevin LeBanc. He's going to need a new contract. That's going to be interesting. Kevin LeBanc and I believe it's. They have Timo, Timo Meyer, Meyer, who's the other, who's a restricted who's free agent. Yeah, uh, Dylan Gambrell is a restricted free agent. Then unrestricted, they have Jonas Donskoy, Michael Haley, who I don't think Haley will be back. Pavelski, Joe Thornton, I think he might retire. I don't know though, and Gustav Nyquist. So well, I think Joe Thornton's willing to take a discount to play in. San just Jose, to stay there. just to stay in San Jose. I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. He even said himself, "It's San Jose or nowhere else." Then again, he could pull a John Tavares and say he wants to stay on Long Island, but he ultimately does not. Boom, <laughs> said it. Uh, so, you know, this this is a hefty contract for for um, for San Jose. And looking at their defense, you know, they have Brett Burns in the back, who's making Carlson's deal does have a no move clause. It does. Yep. A no move clause. So eight years of just straight up Eric Carlson and his one and a half ankles. 
That's how I feel I, I about mean, it. It's again looking at their cap situation here. Gustav Nyquist is interesting. One. I thought he had a good playoff too. He did. Uh, no, he he was a nice addition. He, so was, he was a nice addition. It'll be interesting to see him hit the open market. See what he can get. Um. We look at Brett Burns, who's making eight million. Uh, Edward Vlasic, who's making seven. So that's what about twenty-five million and three defensemen. I yeah. mean, that's troublesome. I mean, they haven't for a long time. I mean, they have Burns they have is thirty-four both, too. They have both Carlson and Edward Vlasic until twenty twenty-five, twenty-six, and they have all three of them until twenty twenty-four, twenty twenty-five. I mean, they'll give them to compete. They'll have the best. D, if Carlson could play the way he played in the middle of the season where he was outstanding playoffs and, and hurt his ankle again so is it a gamble hell yeah it's a gamble hell yeah it's a gamble dude eight years 11.5 million I know but Carlson isn't a league I, I give them until 2021 2022 when they begin regretting I, this contract that's fine but he is an elite defenseman he is Norris trophy winner Okay, yes. Okay. One of the best defensemen in the he's league. He's out there with Drew Doughty. Yes. Correct. Okay. Correct. Maybe even better than Drew Doughty offensively. Correct? Could be. So, I mean, if San, Jose, if San Jose wants to win, good to have Carlson on your side. I mean, if you're looking at other teams that are probably interested in Carlson, you look at the Rangers, obviously. Weren't going to pay him that much. I found it the weird. Islanders, maybe. I found it weird that the Truba move, which we'll get to, Happened so quickly after Carlson. I don't think so. As, you don't think so? You no. don't think it's weird? It just you no. just think it just happened? I, I, well, do you want to get into the Truba trade now? Uh, well, I, other signings is um, do you have Anthony, a list? Anthony Duclair signed Anthony Duclair, today as yep. well uh, with the Ottawa Senators. He wrapped for one year. Um, that's pretty much it on the on the on the signing. Braden Coburn and Braden Coburn signed, signed an extension, a two-year, two year three point four million. I think contract. that had something to do with the Carlson deal. Yeah, that no, yeah. I think had something to do with the Carlson deal since he he said he wanted would, to yeah, go to Tampa, yeah. but ultimately it didn't work out. Tampa decided to re up Braden Coburn, solidify their blue line. No deal at all. I mean, no. three point four million. No, I mean just to Coburn solid. Yeah, I think. he's your bottom. Not your bottom. He's your sixth defenseman, so it's a good deal for Tampa in the end for the next two years. Back we're, to the Truba trade we were talking about, correct? Well, now do we want to go to the Truba trade? Sure. Are we, uh, well, we could talk Truba. Officially ready for Truba? We could talk Truba. So or your do you point want to was, talk? Okay, go for yeah, it. You go ahead. Your point was? No, go for it. No, with the Carlson, you mentioned Truba. You thought it was oh, weird yes, that so yes. quickly? Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that it was a little fishy that right after Carlson signed, the Rangers got the Truba trade done. I, honestly, I think I think you could look at the Truba trade two ways. One, great deal for the Rangers. Amazing deal. Two, what people don't realize is Kevin uh, – Sh- I'm going to say his Sh- name. Shevindelov. Sh- yeah, Shevindelov. Um, they call him Chevy. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets GM. You can't fault him for getting what he got in return. Let's face it. Jacob Truba was on the record saying he didn't – want to be in Winnipeg correct correct okay so you're gonna trade him to a team where he wants to sign an extension the Rangers were on him for weeks maybe even a year or so okay but now it just got to the point where a trade had to be done um he uh the GM of Winnipeg could have kept playing chess and offering him a one-year deal a one-year deal a one-year deal keep playing chess with the guy until obviously he stayed but 
you know, I think his time has come. And he also the Jets had, realized uh, that he kind of had leverage in this whole situation. He did. He had, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, whether they go to a judge. Arbitration. Arbitration. He had arbitration rights. Would play a factor into this whole situation. You're right. Truba had yeah. the leverage. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean, Jets fans are probably or probably like, okay, Neil Pionk, technically for um, Jacob Truba, could be seen as a downgrade, I guess. I mean, no, that's a major downgrade. Yeah. I, but they also got their first round pick back uh, in that since they have other people to sign as well. You look at Kyle Connor. Patrick Line has to be re-upped. Uh, they have cap issues, uh, so I, is this one? So, do you think this is one of those moves where the Rangers took advantage of a team with cap issues? Yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, and the Rangers obviously have the cap for it. They could offer him to sign him to a seven-year, seven, seven and a half, seven million year deal. Um, I see that happening quite honestly. Uh, the Rangers probably offer him the max. So. How much is too much for Truba? Eight. Yeah? Yes. So, Rangers signed him seven years, $8 million per. That's too much? Too much. For me, it's too much. For a guy who's, I'm not saying he hasn't proven himself, but he's also not a number one defenseman. No, yeah, he's top he's four. A, top he's four. a top four yeah. D, but I think he's a good value for him right now in his prime is seven million. Seven, seven and a half. I want to go higher. Um, His, I don't think it's any secret, his agent's a little, uh. Yep. Very hard-headed yep. and, and negotiating, but I think he wants what his clients want, right? And his job is to get what his clients want. And his client wants to be. His in client York. wants to be somewhere where he wants to be for his fiance, who's uh, trying to become a doctor. And New York is a good place for that, obviously. And getting him seven, seven and a half for seven years, I, I think that's a good deal for both. And you know, we'll see where it goes. But that's that's my prediction: is seven, seven and a half for for seven years. Which, which then again, could lead to a buyout. Yeah, probably. Not to Truba. No, other it's defense. probably going to... I would think it would be Brandon Smith. Or Shattenkirk or Stahl. I don't think you, you buy and the Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk. Yeah, yeah, okay. I do not. I've been on this boat. I think you give Shattenkirk another chance. One more? Yes, one more. Okay. Um, Brandon Smith, I think, is the... The odd man out. The odd man out. Especially with the guys you signed that Finnish kid. You just you yep, acquired t- Adam Fox. T- t- yep, you acquired Adam Fox. Um, you still have Gilmore in in the mix. I I guess kind of. D'Angelo. D'Angelo. You have Hayek. You have Lindgren. I mean, Rangers are are young on D, so I expect one of those. We're young everywhere, man. Yeah. So, the Trooper trade, in a nutshell, A for the Rangers. I give it a C minus for the Winnipeg Jets. Depending yeah, no, we we definitely uh, the Rangers definitely took Winnipeg, you know, behind the uh, woodshed yeah. and uh, and like I mentioned last time, dirty things. I mean, you're gonna ha- you were gonna have to get rid of that pick that you got from Winnipeg, and I knew that had to be the pick to go back. And getting you having that second overall pick makes up. You can have three first round picks in the top in the top fifteen. Capo Caco or Jack Hughes is better than all three. It's just, yeah, no, that's you, yeah. Like the top two will equal three first round picks. That's what you said last week. Yes, and I'm uh, sticking with it. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you on that one. Um, now, if we want to talk a little bit about the Rangers, because uh, there's not really much other news going on, 
Uh, we can talk about the, the draft, I guess, coming up on Friday, but nothing's really changed. You know, Jack just, Hughes is still projected number one. Yeah, just to go Kako's back real quick. Drafted, uh, projected number yeah. two. Uh, some trades. Rasko, uh, Radko Gudis oh, yes. <clears throat> went from Philly to Washington. So in Washington, for Matt Washington is just loading up on the headhunters. Yep. For sure. Washington um, might be the dirtiest team in the NHL. Hmm. Who's the other one? Oh, Wilson. Yeah. I guess they're winning that category. I mean, they won the Cubs, so I can't really say anything anymore. Nashville acquired goaltender Connor Ingram from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for a 2021 seventh-round pick. And this one kind of shocked me on Saturday. Uh, Ole Mata went from the Pittsburgh Penguins to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for forward Dominic Kahn and 2019 fifth-round pick. I didn't realize how young Ole Mata was. He's only 24 years old. Yeah, I feel like he's been in the league for like A ever. while now. Yeah, yep. like since he was like 19, I guess. Mm-hmm. Multiple Stanley Cups already to his name. I mean, he's he's a good defenseman. Uh, after being injured, kind of his game kind of slowed down a little bit. And wasn't Mata the one that said he was going to go off and like be in the army, serve in the military, yeah, yeah. in uh, in Finland? Did yep. he do that? I think he got exempt. I'm not really sure. I don't want to be quoted on that, but because uh, I uh, remember that happening, like right after right. one of their Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he wanted to go and serve in the Finnish army. I th- oh, I think he does it in the summer. I think it's when he's not playing hockey. Wow, so he got like some deal. Yeah, that I think can... it was something like that. I don't want to be wrong. I think it's something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then obviously the Rangers trade yesterday with the Winnipeg Jets. And then we talked also talked about <clears throat> Philadelphia's trade with San Jose this morning. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, all right, let's go back to the Rangers real quick because sure. that's our bread and butter. Um, so now restricted free agents. We yeah. have to re-up Truba. Correct. Uh which to Tony, me wouldn't be an issue. Tony D'Angelo. Won't be an issue. Uh, would, do you re-sign Frederick Clayson? No. You don't? Me personally, no. With all the young guys I have I, in the I, system. I know, but he's young too, man. He's 26, and I think he was one of the most solid defensemen we had okay. last year. No? If you buy out one of the others, then I would keep him. Buy out Brandon Smith. It, I mean, yeah, Brandon I, Smith, he... Modified no movement, uh, no trade clause. Thirty years old has this year and next year remaining at four point three. He's got to be a hit. hit, right? Yeah, it's a hit. And um, Mark Stahl has a no move clause, but I don't think it's going to be Mark Stahl. I think there's too much history there. I I don't see that happening. But there was a lot of history with Dan Girardi. Yes, but the direction was changing, and if I were to pick one out of the two, I would pick Stall over Girardi, in my opinion. Really? I would, yes. Yes, I would. You would have bought out Mark's... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying right now, like, I would have kept Stall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would have kept <laughs> Stall. No, 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 no. I would have kept Stall, which they did, ultimately. I, I was just saying, like, they had to pick out of the two, and I would have picked Stall to stay on the team, which he did. Uh, but, uh... Also, Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, Jimmy Vesey yeah, there is was a name that weird... is popping up. So, did you see what happened yesterday on Twitter? I saw something about... Uh, it was an argument about it. So, so what happened was, I think... I, I'm almost... Because the tweets got deleted real quick. Um, one of those trade rumor websites, uh, Twitters, went out and said that Jimmy Vesey has oh, told, his, a trade, has told right? his agent to requ- uh, that he wanted to request a trade. 
Uh, that news started, you know, popping out a little bit. Like, oh, is this true? Like, what's going on here? Uh, and then Tony D'Angelo wrote at the account and said pretty much that's the biggest pile of poop that I've ever heard in my life. Tony is one of Jimmy's, I guess, best friends and was like, that did not happen. And then the, the, the Twitter account goes, hey, Tony, I would love to discuss it with you if you open up your DMs. Like, <laughs> like what? And then Rick Carpinello came out and said, yeah, Feezy has not requested a yeah. trade, and why would he? Um, but he still might get traded. I, I have a feeling will. he's still, you know, being shopped around. Obviously, yeah. there were some talks about Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely see him being an option f- to being moved. For sure. Um, Which, to me, this is something I need to bring up. What about Chris Carter? I want to keep him. You do? Yes, I do. How long would you sign him for? What is he worth? This is a guy who hasn't reached 30 goals in his career yet. Okay, he was on pace for 45 goals last year, and he only ends up with 28. Correct. I, I mean, what is he worth? I, yes, he's he's fast. He has some skill. Yes, I get that, but he doesn't score as much as he should. This guy was on pace for 44, 45, yeah, 45 goals last year. He scores 28 goals. What do you what do you value that guy at? I, you could probably get him for more at the market. And do the Rangers trade him at the drafts? Do they look for another first first round pick? Would they use that? Do they is tough. there is there a trade that Jeff obviously that the Jeff Gordon and the Rangers front office know about that they might have a trade in place for Kreider getting another first round pick, maybe even they, higher, and they included that other first round pick with Winnipeg? I don't know. That could be an option. Yeah, I mean just it's weird. Uh, having the second overall pick, knowing that you've already locked down either Capocacco or Jack, Jack Hughes. Right. I mean, that right there. I, I feel like you don't even have to draft again. Winners of this whole draft because that's how good they are. Do I see them? Potentially, if they see that, you know, someone else that they're really high on is still on the board. At like eighteen, nineteen, or even twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, well, I mean, if you can listen, I like Chris Kreider a lot. I do. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent after next year. You just brought up a good point. How much is he worth? I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, you know, Mika's making five point three, and Mika's. I he's think, also centerman. Yes, I, I get that, but I think Mika's better than Chris Kreider. No doubt. Am I yeah? Am I wrong in saying that? No. I don't. I mean, again, it's different positions. You know what I mean? I mean, a centerman is hard to come by. I think the Rangers just got a great deal out of Mika Zibanejad, and he's producing at a 70, 70 plus points last year. I think the Rangers yeah. got a good bargain out of him. Uh, so then, like, what when do it you... comes to Kreider, I mean, again, it's the goals. It's the goals. He should be a goal scorer. He hasn't even reached thirty in his career. And for some guy who was on pace for 40-plus goals last year and came up short of 30, I mean, come on. There's got to be something saying in your head, okay, maybe it's time to trade this guy. Maybe he needs a change. If you – all right, listen. What I'm going to say is if you – if the Rangers front office 
is very high on someone in this draft. In the like, but that that brings up the question: What is yeah. Kreider worth? Right. Do we have to give Kreider plus? You know, so like, what is Chris Kreider worth? That's the biggest question. Is he? You know, can we straight up trade Chris Kreider for the 16th overall? Or do we have to add more? Would the other team add more? I mean, if there's a package we can send them with. I mean, Jimmy, like like we mentioned, Jimmy Vizes, and it could be another piece. I don't want to say Pavel Buchnevich could be another piece added on. I mean, you just never know, you know. Especially, I don't even know which, you know. What well, team they have to they have in. to get Pavel Buchnevich resigned, probably to a bridge deal. Yeah, it'll probably unfortunately be a bridge. You know, I know the Rangers were probably high on author Kai. Uh, Kayev, I believe his name is. And uh, Bush has arbitration. Yes. Um, so if the Rangers wanted to trade Kreider, the draft floor is probably a good way to get the highest out of him. And we also have to re-sign Brandon Lemieux. I'm not worried about our RFAs. No, it'll get done. I, I think deals will get done unless there's a package with someone else involved and we move him. pieces moved, but... Uh, we usually have a good track record of keeping our RFAs. There was an interesting um, article. I don't remember who it's from, um, but the Rangers going after Mitch Martin. Well, this was before the Truba deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be an interesting thought. Is I want to see an offer RFAs. sheet. But you have to give up so much. I know. I get Martin, it. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying us. I'm not saying us. I just want to see someone do it. Kasperi Kapanen is... Mark my words, Kasperi Kapanen is one name to watch out for in these RFA offer sheets. I think if a team really wants a guy like Kasperi Kapanen, they will get him. And he is a good young player. And they can get him for, I guess... Cheaper not, than Mitch Marner. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it that yeah, way. Cheaper pit, than Mitch yeah. Marner. Yeah, no, Mitch Marner would be 11 mil and four, what is it? Four something, like... Four, four first round picks. Yeah, that's... Insanity. It's a lot, and, th- and that's why GMs are obviously hesitant to offer sheet a guy. But if you think he's worth it, and you think you know he's that young, and he can, you know, I don't know if he's that missing piece to yeah, the puzzle. If I'm a contending team, right? If I'm a contending team that has cap, and, all right. And here, here's another question for you: the New York Rangers right now. Oh, by the way, if you haven't noticed, the rest of this podcast is going to be pretty much based on the New York Rangers. Uh, so buckle up. Um, all these entry-level deals that the Rangers have going on right now. Yep. Philip Heedle, mm-hmm. Leas Anderson, mm-hmm. Brett Howden, yep. Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. You could even add Libor Hijack into that. Okay. You can add Vitaly Kratsov. Okay. Uh, you can add in – I don't know if Tarmo is really going to make the main roster. Okay. Um, but he'll, you know, he, you have a chance with him because he'll, he has, I believe, his contract is at least one year, fully in North America, between Hartford and the Rangers. And if he doesn't make the team after next year, then he has a, you know, an out to go back to Finland. Okay. Um. All these players that you have on entry level deals saves you obviously a ton of money. Otherwise, correct? Right. While they are on their entry level deals, this is the time to go for it. No, this is the time where now now we're able to afford a Panarin at eleven million. 
And it really doesn't hurt us. Well, no. Because we have so many you, players on these entry-level deals. You'll have those guys for three years. Yes, on they, entry-level deals. So these are – that's what I'm saying. Like, while our young core they – they're the core of our team. Right. Kravitzov, Heedle. I mean, Leas can step up a little bit. Uh, you know, Brett oh, Howden. I, I mean, these guys are... Keeps a advantage out of mind. He's 20... I think he's only 26. Yes, but he's yeah. not on his entry-level deal, you know? Oh, but he's, okay, on a, okay, he's okay. on a very cap-friendly yes. deal. Shout right. out to cap-friendly. <laughs> hey, um, intended. But, you know, this is the time... I, I personally feel like this is the time to go for it. Because then, in three years, you're going to have to sign, you know, Heedle to a multi-million dollar deal. Not you know millions. Well, we have to see where the cap is, right? I mean, if the cap is projected to go to eighty four, eighty four and a half in three years, I mean, then you can flex and see what and see what you got because these guys aren't going to be unrestricted free agents. These guys are going to be restricted, restricted free yes, agents. Yes, okay, but they're they're not making under a million. On no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. But if they make three million, that's still affordable. Yeah, no, I, two, but, that, but that's years. what I'm saying. Three million compared to less than nine hundred thousand. Right. That's what I'm trying to get at, and that's where I'm saying, all right, now that most of our roster, not most, but you know, fourth or whatever of our roster is working off entry level contracts for the next three years, two three years. Yes. That's a big deal, and that gives you a little, you know, room to boogie. And room to break it down and, you know, flex your muscles on Artemi Panarin. Flex your muscles in a in an offer sheet for, I'm not saying Marner because that's four first-round picks, but for someone else, you know, maybe Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I think it's, it's tough. I, I think if the Rangers see themselves in pole position, they could acquire Artemi Panarin. Which I think it's a, I think it's a two two headed race here between the Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers. I think, or Chicago maybe. Uh, if you get him, there's no way you're offer sheeting anybody. Come on, right? I mean, you, you're gonna give him eleven million a year. Yeah, you're gonna go after Kapanen and give away your draft picks. It depends how the Rangers are trying to build here. I I don't know. I you know obviously they're going young, but. If they can strike, strike now. But I no, don't yes. think it's it's tough though because there's a part of me that there's a part of me that makes me not want the Rangers to go after Artemi Panarin. What? They're building so well. They're building extremely well, and I don't know. I just don't want it to just go away. You know? How is it mean? gonna go away by signing an elite scoring? I. Russian in Artemi Panarin. How? How does that make it go away? Listen, I just don't... If anything, I think Panarin gets to talk to Kravtsov, Bushnevich. Right. And he, and he helps them. They'll he have helps that connection. Them. I'm, not saying, yes. I'm not saying that the connection will be a problem. I'm just saying, could it be possible that maybe signing Panarin, which obviously would accelerate the rebuild, but can it ruin long-term plans? I don't think so. I don't think so, because then at that point, Hank's going to be off the books. I'm sorry, this is the last contract Hank is going to have with the Rangers. Okay, that's just my. Uh, two he cents. might even be traded. Yeah, I, San Jose. What do you? Maybe. But yeah, Hank's Hank's eight and a half. 
I'm sorry, he's not getting another deal after this for the Rangers. Okay. He's got to either find another gig somewhere else or he's got to retire. Um, it's just we have Georgiev and we we have Shostorkin. At okay. that point, it's going to be those two, and it's you know it's theirs to run with. If that. I mean, if <coughs> Shostorkin can prove that he can play in the NHL now and beats out Georgiev for the back backup role. Well, then you send Georgiev down to Hartford for a bit. Well, you trade him. Mm, I don't know about that one. Come he, on. He's been a playing guy? extremely how, well. How would, how would Georgiev feel if he played 30-plus games in the NHL this season, okay, and then he gets set down to the minors? I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been back goaltenders that get down to the back to the minors and then come yeah. back up and they play well. Yeah. But if I, yeah, yeah, I think he'd rather, you know, he, he, I think he wants to play. the market. He wants to play. Uh, yeah, sure. Test the market like, you know, we've done with Talbot and we've done with um, – oh, my God. I'm blanking out on his name. I, all right, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, with former Rangers backup goaltenders. Georgiev, I think he'll be fine playing in Hartford. I really do. No, I'm not even saying Shostorkin's going to beat him out. Right. But numbers show for Shostorkin, you know, he's going to be fantastic. Uh, but, hey, have to adjust to the smaller ice surface. For sure. So, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I I, th- I think you still go for Panarin full force. Go get him. Go bring him in. If the Rangers get Panarin, are we a playoff team? I look at the Metro. Carolina's a force to be reckoned with, I think, Um, with or without Justin Williams. The Devils, if they had Jack Hughes or or Nico Heischer, if they had Jack Hughes or Capo Caco in their lineup, watch out if Taylor Hall is healthy. If they have a healthy Taylor Hall, look what they did in his first year in New Jersey. The Islanders, again, under Barry Trotz, could be a good team. They have to re-up Anders Lee, their captain, and Robin Leonard. The Philadelphia Flyers, who who apparently are kind of close to a deal with Kevin Hayes on a, yeah, on we'll a multi-year see. deal at six we'll and see. a half. We'll see. Um, then the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh with, <coughs> excuse me, with Phil Kessel. Uh, um... It came out that Phil Kessel was indeed going to be traded, but Kessel came out and said, no, I'm mm-hmm. not getting traded to that team, which wasn't named. I think it was, it was Minnesota the Wild. Minnesota Wild, yeah. Well, yesterday, and before it came out in the Athletic, it was an unknown team, but people would assume Wild. it was Minnesota yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, can the Rangers be a playoff team? I think, the if so, a wild card spot. Um, I mean, if Henrik Lundqvist can play the way we know Henrik Lundqvist can play, um, if the Rangers' D is 20 times better than it was last year, if Jacob Trouba will be probably the top pair with Brady Shea, Shattenkirk along with, I don't know, maybe Libor Hayek, or and then Adam Fox in the third pairing. That's tough. I, I just, it just, it just, yeah, It'll be interesting to see how the young guys adjust to these, uh, to these um, the ice surfaces too. Vitaly Kratsov, Capo yeah, yeah. Caco, they have to they have to adjust to smaller ice surfaces. 
uh, Igor Shosturkin, as you mentioned as well. Uh, these European guys have to adjust to small ice surfaces, and yeah, just to see how they mesh as as a team. Uh, it'll be tough to see where Kreider if Kreider's still with the team. Jimmy VC is either going to be a thirteenth forward or he's going to be traded somewhere. Did you see Nemestikov? I, I like I can see Kreider going. I can see Nemestikov going. I can see Strom going. I can see VZ going. I can see any of these guys with one year left on their deals. Mm-hmm. I can I can see them all going. I don't For think sure. any of them are safe. No, I don't think anybody is safe. Mika Zibanejad. Okay, one guy is safe. <laughs> but still, I mean, <laughs> Brady Shea. I, Jacob Truba. I, I wouldn't say Brady Shea's. I I'm not saying that the Rangers aren't listening to offers. Like the Rangers could be listening to offers on Brady Shea. I'm not saying that they're not. I think they're listening to offers on anybody. Do you think the Rangers name a captain this year? Hmm. I would say yes. I feel like after going one year already with four alternates, that it's it's time to name. Mika Zibanejad the next captain of the New York Rangers. That would be a good pick. Uh, he's well known on and off the ice, right? Uh, good relationship with the players and the coaches and the front office. Why not? I think he could wear the C proudly for the Rangers, um, and they have on a month, have him under contract for the next three years. And it just comes: can he be the leader for the young guys? That's what it comes down to. Can he be that guy? Can he push these players to play their their best? Listen, I just think about Kreider on the uh, Kreider on the left, Benajad in the middle, and Capo Caco on the right. <laughs> it's 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 a good thought to have. It is. Um, if the Rangers get Capo Caco, if yep, Bob yes. McKenzie said yesterday on TSN that he's ninety nine point nine percent sure that Jack Hughes is going number one, uh, there are there he took a survey of eight managers in the league. Two of them had Capo Caco going number one overall. Really? Over Jack Hughes, they think they think Capo Caco is that good. Before it was a ten out of ten, Jack Hughes. Now out of eight, it's two that say Capo Caco can be number one. But I'm not gonna argue with Bob McKenzie. I think he's proven his track record, and 99.9 sounds pretty sure that that Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes yeah. will be a New Jersey Devil by Friday night, and Capo Caco will wear the red, white, and blue. Uh, we will see. Uh, anything else? Um. Well, LeBron's free agency notebook on the Athletic is Tampa interested in Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, apparently, the New York Rangers are retiring Michael Young's number ten on August thirty-first. Who? Michael Young. Pretty sad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that uh, guy is. Evan Grant said it's a move that is overdue and deserved. Number ten. Number ten. All right. So where's Ron Duguay? They should retire him too. I I am not sure. Interesting. Oh, wait. It is Michael Young. He is a Texas Ranger. <laughs> okay, so you got your sports mixed up. So I got, yeah, I just read it. It said Rangers. You should be more specific. Um, it's okay. We yeah. Do you want to edit this out? No, it's all okay. Right. We, we can leave it in. All right. I just know uh, if you wanted to in. edit this out. No, it's cool. It's cool. That's why I, you know, haven't heard of him. Well,. There you go. That's Wrong so sport. Just don't, you know, it's just okay. don't read some stuff that, you know, you just randomly see on Twitter. For sure. Uh, yeah, now that uh, that just happened. <laughs> um, Guess we should end it on that note. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? No. Uh, draft is coming up on Friday. Uh, 
will be next interesting time, to watch. Next time we speak with all of you, Capo Caco might be our New York Ranger. Bless up. Think it happens? Yeah, no, I do. Yep. I, I really do. And did I'm, you see Boomer Esiason? You got a he got a Caco, Capo Caco yeah, jersey, jersey for Father's I, Day. I did see that. That's you know when you're rich, I guess you can just spend money on a jersey and hope for the best. I mean, I hope he gets number twenty four. Hope Bunyevsky yeah, well, gives yeah. that up, right? Yeah, that if he doesn't, that's. I'm sure he will. I you know, I don't think Boo would be that that guy. That's another guy who I try and think of. Who? Why keep him? I mean, they just signed him. Yeah, but why keep him? I don't know, man. Uh, That's going to wrap it up. Uh, You can catch us over on Twitter at DropThePuckPod. Facebook at uh, DropThePuckPodcast. No, DropThePuckPod. I don't know. One of those two two on Facebook. Uh, DropThePuckPodcast.com. Uh, we have our own personal Twitters in which you can just search us, uh, but at JSTAR02 and at underscore Rodriguez underscore 20, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh, we are there. Uh, until next time, may Caco, Capo Caco bless you all, and good night. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.